All right. So today is December the 13th, 2018. We're here with Carrie. We're going to talk about jurisdiction, tax court jurisdiction. Uh, Oh, I got to do this. Hold on. Here's the mute, everybody. There we go. Okay. But don't. Don't unmute yourself. All right. So, Carrie? I don't know how to do this. How How do I unmute myself? In your case, you just shut up. Oh no! Oh, okay. You you unshut up. That's what you do. Yeah. Well, t- uh, t- let let Mr. G know how to unmute so he can he can unmute. Well, I made him a moderator so he wouldn't be affected by it. So. Got it. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. Um, are you ready to start? We're we've started. Oh. So tell well, we us who Mr. G is. I will. We have a oh. special guest tonight. Uh, this man, uh, Mr. G, we're going to call him. He uh, he lost his house, and uh, they were going to take his house. And he went to court and and gave the uh, court his paperwork. And the uh, court judge told the IRS they couldn't have it because they didn't have jurisdiction. I think that's how it went. Anyways, uh, Mr. G, if you want to tell him a little bit about your story. And then we'll have people ask you questions if they want. Okay. You can hear me? I yep. can hear you absolutely perfect. Okay. Well, um, in July of 2016, the uh, Department of Justice filed a case in federal district court for some tax matters that I had going on since 2002. And um, there, uh, I had tried to settle with them, you know, a few years before, and they just said, "No, we're going to take you to court and take your stuff." So they didn't do anything in good faith there, but that was how it went. So we went to court then in 2016 for 27, about well, actually 28 months, and. Um, we had 169 volleys back and forth where I put in my paperwork and they put in their paperwork and then I put in mine 169 times. And um, um, they broke all their rules and went for, uh, it was supposed to be a jury trial and then they went for a summary judgment. And we protested, but that 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 didn't do any good. So then the, the summary judgment was over finally in uh, May 18th of 2018, and they the judgment was to take the house and sell it on the market. And and the house was in trust, and they went through the trust. And they just said it was bogus. Everything is frivolous. You know, nothing matters. Uh, it's quite an education when you get through it. But at the same time then, uh, I had been listening to Carrie, and in uh, January of 2018, I put a uh, filed for uh, a case in U.S. tax court. 
and um, I went, uh, you know, for year tax years uh, 1990 through 2017. The uh, uh, IRS attorney for um, the IRS uh, came back with a motion then. Carrie, uh, there's a bunch of background noise. Was, uh, right. came back with a motion anyway to dismiss uh, for lack of jurisdiction because they hadn't, uh, after they had searched their records, they had never uh, sent a motion or a, a notice of deficiency or, or a notice of determination. So the uh, it was an actual IRS attorney that uh, proposed the motion to the judge and then she also put in there in this, I think it was actually 17 pages, um, in her motion that I was in district court. And um, so I had called, of course, the, the uh, tax court to see what was the hold up there, and they just laughed at me. They said, well, it just takes time. You know, we, we'll get to it. Whenever the judge picks it up, well, then... Um, so the, the, this motion was done, or this judgment they put on us, and then uh, the court case was over, and I had 30 days to either appeal or to put more into the case. So then uh, I was talking to a gentleman that, that helped me, and, and uh, he liked some of the stuff I did, wanted to know, you know, how it worked out, and, and he just said, well, if we're going to go to appeal, we need to put in a whole bunch more stuff on the record so that we can use it later. So then we put in a motion then on uh, 30 days later, on actually on the 15th of June, for uh, um, vacate judgment and to dismiss with prejudice. Well... Then in the in the meantime, of course, I drive to work. I get up at five and head off for my twelve-hour stint. And then, uh, um, but I have a favorite scripture. I'll just tell you that here. And my favorite scripture is First uh, John five, fourteen and fifteen. And and then I can quote it here because I pray it all the time. But um, it says, uh, "This is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness that we have in Him. We are sure that if we ask." anything, make any request according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and hears us. And if since, we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that he has granted to us as our present possessions the request made of him. So I'd, I'd just thank him. I had, you know, thank him for dismissal with prejudice and and, you know, keep driving to work. Well, anyway, I did that just about every day. So then um, uh, the tax court finally came along uh, and made their ruling. I'm sure they were waiting until after, uh, since it was an IRS attorney, waiting until after the, um, the judgment and everything else. So I didn't get that till July 20th. So in between all the different uh, going back and forth, because the the 
judge said that the magistrate judge had to give a, a, a ruling, and then we could uh, uh, object to that, and then the, then the real judge would look at it and all that. So, uh, in the our second uh, document there, then that we got to respond with, we put in our tax court information. And then, of course, uh, um, it takes them forever. So that took, uh, oh, I don't know. I guess they didn't respond until November 2nd. And uh, they, they uh, you know, we really didn't have any new arguments. We just had some proof that we thought we needed and some other stuff in there. And we... We said that they needed to vacate the judgment because they didn't have jurisdiction, and and then the same stuff that you know I had been saying all along, but I did have uh, more information in there, and um, um, so they denied everything, poo-pooed everything, and then right at the end, after doing denying everything and poo-pooing everything, they they said that uh, the action was dismissed with prejudice. So then uh, they still could appeal it possibly for 30 days. So that was the end of November, actually the 1st of December, uh, 2nd of December. Um, and so it's done and gone. And not only that, but then I got a letter from the attorney, the Department of Justice IRS attorney. I got a letter that he had sent, sent to the uh, uh, judge. And he said to the judge, uh, you, you must have made some kind of mistake because you dismissed and we can't collect on the house or do anything. You dismissed the case. And uh, and um, so it was written so funny that when I got it, I was actually deer hunting, and I didn't understand it. So I had read it. We had very little cell phone coverage up there where we hunt. And if I get real close to the stovepipe, I can get some. So <laughs> anyway, I, I really, really didn't understand because I, I couldn't, it wouldn't download and I, I was trying to get it off a of pacer because I check every day and and, uh, and I knew it was getting time. So anyway, I didn't understand it. And um, um, so I got back and, and then, you know, we were thinking we were going to be doing something else. And, and uh, well, then when he sent this letter complaining to the judge that the judge had dismissed it and he couldn't collect on his judgment, uh, he was upset. So then I had to start looking at the, at the judge's ruling again because it's written so funny. It says denied, 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 you know, and then goes on and says uh, um, action dismissed. With prejudice, well, it was the whole shebang. It wasn't just our motion. So, uh, you know, I was telling Carrie too. I we don't know. They don't tell you what made a difference. You know what they didn't like, why they dismissed, why anything. They just uh, did it to make sure that uh, they can keep their scam going. They would never tell you that they did anything wrong. Um, so we really don't know. All I can do is uh, thank God and, and uh, um, I'm still here, so.
Now, that's pretty when, when they right, but when they when they dismissed your case, the judge said with prejudice, and what that means right. is they can, they can't come back. That's right. So yep. so that's pretty wonderful. I would assume. I would assume that that was a good good deal for you. <laughs> that, uh, now, that was a very good deal. You know, so does, uh, the reason Mr. G is here tonight is because um, I asked him to come because you hear from me and Pat Tad all the time. I just want to make sure if you have any questions for him, how he did it, what he did, um, you know, whatever. He's open for questions. If not, then then we'll, we'll, you know me and Tad will take over. But if you have a question for him, just ask him so he can he can maybe verify or something that you don't understand. So go ahead and okay, ask so, him yeah, questions if you, got if you any, have them. If you got any questions for Mr. G, uh, hit star two on your phone, and we got a number of people that have their hand raised. I think six one nine. You had your hand raised before anyone. Do you have a question for Mr. G? Uh, no, I don't. I have a question for Terry. Okay, hold on. He's not here. Hold on. He's we'll get back I'm to not you. Okay. Tonight. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to you. I still have you in the queue, so hang on. Okay, Tony. Hey, uh, Mr. G, uh, let me make a comment real quick, and I've told people this before. The reason the reason why they did it with prejudice, and, the, and they're not going to give you a reason, but whenever you give them a reason to take the out, they take the out. But they're not going to explain to you why they took the out. Does that right. does that make sense mm-hmm. to you? And, yeah, and, oh, yeah. And I'll tell you, I knew they would, they would never tell us what they did wrong. Yeah, no, they're, they're not going to do that because that would bring the house of cards down. And and like that's I've right. told a lot of people, they're not going to bring the house of cards down. So that that's my comment to you, my friend. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so me. much. And, but yeah. but thank you. And thank you for that. But it doesn't really matter why they still did it with prejudice. So that oh, absolutely. Lesson. You're right. Right. No, but you're right. They don't necessarily tell you. But but uh, the the bottom line is he's still in his home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the that's that's the end result. That's the that's what you want. Yes. So there you go. That's right. So I agree. Yeah. That whatever you well, accomplish, whatever you want to accomplish, no matter how you accomplish it, without killing somebody, you, you know, you, you <laughs> did it. So, so yeah, but, congratulations. That's I, awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tony. Go. Okay. 828 area code. Go ahead. Hey, guys. It's Tori. How is everybody? Hey, Tori. Good. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, Mr. G. Yep. When you when you petitioned the tax court, was there anything in specific that you had to do or tell them to get a favorable decision? Nope, I just put in exactly what uh, Gary had on his uh, uh, John Doe paperwork. Right. And I worded it, worded it the same and uh, uh, submitted it. Okay. And then, of course, they, they called me and caught me off guard. I was visiting Grandma 
and uh, we, I was in a greenhouse actually in Milwaukee at the time, 500 miles from where I live, and then, uh, um, and this uh, IRS attorney kind of raked me over the coals, but I just answered a, answered her correctly, I guess, and uh, you know she she wanted to know. Uh, why and what and everything and uh, and I said well how else am I going to find out if I if you've ever did a notice of deficiency or a notice of determination I says uh, well she said well you don't have one you have to submit one I said well I don't have one I said if you have one you're going to have to have to give it to me and that made her mad anyway Um, (laughs) it did (laughs) she she was indignant (laughs) <laughs> and uh, uh, that's kind of how it went. So then I just, she said, would you dismiss, or, or uh, I forget how she said it, but uh, I said, yes, I would be agreeable to that. And uh, I was, I kind of asked her a little bit why, you know, why why would I do that, and, and or what, and and uh, she, she wasn't happy with me at all. And uh, so I said, yes, then I would agree to that. Well, then, but it still took one, two, three, four months. So after that, and I think that was all because she, she knew I was in court, and and they just didn't want to do it until after they had made mincemeat out of me. Also, you know, something else I can just say was uh, I had uh, was thinking about hiring an, a former IRS attorney, and. Uh, he guaranteed me that I couldn't win, and uh, pretty much ticked me off. I had to pay him anyway, and then he said the only thing he could do was, uh, yeah, yeah, and he said the only thing that he could do for me, yeah, he guaranteed me I couldn't win, but he said what I can do for you though, he says I, the amount that you owe, I can I can get it less than what you can negotiate, and then that would pay my $3,000 fee. And uh, so I didn't bite for that. It just made me mad. So made me more determined never to pray harder. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, no problem. <laughs> well, uh, so. on that note, uh, today a friend of mine got his order, and uh, he has a friend of his who is a uh, uh, a state attorney. Not a, yeah, an estate attorney. And at, and what that does is when there's an estate, uh, when the, this attorney goes in and makes sure all the IRS and state taxes are paid, he's an estate, I guess an estate attorney. Anyways, he's an attorney to make sure they get their money. And so what happened was he showed it to him, and the, and, um, the guy says, huh, huh. He says, well, one of my friends and he gave his name, his friend is the guy that signed the order they didn't have jurisdiction. On the bottom, you know, there's two, uh, there's two, usually two attorneys. One of those attorneys happens to be this guy's friend. And so he, so he emailed it to him. Well, he called this guy and says, we're uh, screwed. He said, because the way you did that, we have no comeback. 
because you used our courts and you used our rules against us. He says, and so now I don't know what to say. Anyway, I just I wanted to throw that in. So uh, what we're doing is, I think, is it's they just don't know what to do with it. That's it. All right, Tony, does that answer your question? Thanks. Tori. Very much. Tori, I'm sorry. I'm back with Tony. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And thank you for calling, yeah, Tori. thank you for calling. Thank By you the way, Carrie, Tori noticed that they changed the petition form. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but that's okay. Uh, use the two anyways. Well, okay, let me tell you what happened. When I started this, they had a form one. After I got a whole bunch of these go through, they changed it to form two. And we made a few adjustments on it. So I, it doesn't surprise me. Just like they did on the 1040 form, just like they did on the 1040 booklet, when we went through those ex, that exercise where we, I showed you what the book says and what it means, and we looked up different stuff, they've changed the, the 2018 in, uh, 1040 booklet is different. Uh, the 2017 has 100, um, 107 pages. The 2018 has 118 pages. So they've made enough changes in it because of what we what we're doing to them. So just to let you know that too, um, instead of doing what's right, they'll just change what it says. All right, we're going to go into our next caller, five four one. Um, hi, um, this is Surreal, and uh, thank you, Terry. Thank you, Carrie. Um, you know, yeah. on this, um, Carrie, you just mentioned something that's new petition, too. Does that change any of your forms at all? No, Does not everything really. Just use, use the form, too, until they, if you use form, too, and they say, well, we don't use that form anymore, then you didn't change the new one, but the the they haven't changed it that much but um i'll look at it tomorrow i looked at it one time but i didn't really pay that much i'll print them both out because i have two on my computer i'll print out the new one and set them side by side and go through it and get tad a john doe what needs to be done on, on form th whatever the new form is but when we when okay. i started this it was a, it was form one yeah, you yeah, said that one. Called petition two. Yeah, um, now it's petition now. The, it, number two. Okay. So uh, when you're tethered, when you're tethered to fraud, and you're caught on it, you can't get away because you're tethered, and that's the problem that they're having. Um, the IRS is tethered to fraud, um, and the and and I don't know how. How can you get – if you're tethered, you can't get away. So, uh, the, like I said, and today when that attorney uh, uh, called, that friend of mine today, he said, buddy, we're screwed because we're using their documents. We're using their system. And he said no one oh. is supposed to be – see? So what's happening is when you get this, they're saying it doesn't say what you want it to say. And, and so he did a three, uh, patched me into the conversation. And I asked the attorney, I says, 
you're not going to believe this. I have a stethoscope, and I put this stethoscope in my ears, and I ran it across the paper, and it said nothing to me. But I read it, and when I read it, here's what it reads. So, of course, he called me a smart at, uh, behind and went from uh, there. But. Okay. Hi, Beryl, does that answer your okay. question? Uh, yes, yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, because you're going you're gonna to look at it and we'll see if there's anything yeah, different, right? If there's anything that's different. Yeah, I'll look at that. I And, Tori, thank you for telling us because I didn't really – realize it was any different so i didn't uh it, it, it uh she caught it so we'll we'll check it out okay and there's another um saying um i would like tad if you if you would use my email address and send it to tori from um almost a month ago he said some things that i was interested in and i never got back to it so i would like to know if tori would be willing to connect with me and then there's another thing on what mr g said if I may. You bet. Um, Go ahead. Okay. Um, you said that you don't know, nobody knows why it was dismissed. It was just dismissed. Well, I am wondering if, um, I think it's even in the tax court, I would think, I don't know, but I know in every other court I've had to deal with, that you can ask for findings of facts and conclusions of law on the dismissal or anything they do. Anything a judge does, you can ask for findings of facts and conclusions of law. That's just uh, yes. just mentioned but if you I, want to do it that way. Well, we if you did want that. To, but like what? you said, like you said, right. well, we did. Like, we did that. Prejudice, right. You don't but, need to, but if you want to know. Yeah. Well, we did that, and the judge said he's a federal judge. He does not have to tell us. So, again, here we go. See, it, it always is always a problem. And again, if you're if they're tethered to if they're tethered to fraud, or they're tethered to um, um, bad or whatever, that's where they have the problem. See, if they're tethered there. And you ask him, well, how come you did that? Then he's going to have to say, well, that's because we've been screwing the people all these all these years, and because we have, well, I don't know what to say. See, that's where the problem comes in. They're not going to tell you because because they're 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 uh, up is down and down is up. Right. Yeah. Well, thank so, you, and thank you for the victory. And for having Mr. G on the call, it's really good. Oh, I, I'm very, I'm very flattered that he would uh, be gracious enough to 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 do it. So I, uh, I thank him also. Yes. Thank All you. right, Bro. Thank you. Thanks, Bro. My pleasure. Four one four area code. Go ahead. Hey, Mr. G, um, I'm I'm listening to you, and I and I hear that your case as a plaintiff was dismissed with prejudice, and I fail to understand how that is a victory for you. Well, the since the case was brought against me for tax years 2002 through 2014, all that. Uh, including the judgment 
is all rendered void. They can't bring it up to sue me again. They can't do anything with it. So um, what, what happened? Well, Go ahead. Let, let, let me add to that. At least from my understanding, is that as a plaintiff, you make a complaint against the defendant, which is you know the IRS and whatever, whatever, whatever. No, I was the, I was the defendant. Oh, you were the defendant. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, the, the, okay. the United States of America was the plaintiff. Oh, perfect. So, so I misunderstood that. I'm sorry. No, I, thank I, you for yeah. clar- thank you for clarifying that for us because we because don't want to mislead on that. Well, well, absolutely, because typically um, us common folk are put in the position of being the plaintiff in tax court, and we have the burden of proof to against what we allege and and when a tax court dismisses the case with prejudice that means that that we have no merit now wait a minute that that's true here's the but here's where the problem for them is the court does not dismiss it the IRS dismisses it the way I have you fill out the form the IR the commissioner actually the commissioners um, attorney actually dismisses it because the IRS does not have jurisdiction. Then the um, then the uh, tax court grants the IRS the commissioner's motion to dismiss for lack of jurisdiction. So so it's exactly the opposite of what you think because when we go in there and the way we ask the question you're correct we're telling them we we're not telling them we're asking them and so the court then takes the motion and sends it to the commissioner the commissioner's agent steps up and says they didn't do what we they have to do therefore they're asking that the court could dismiss it okay so so now I'm getting a, a little bit lost again let's get back up to the top you were yes. the defendant, and they were the plaintiff in the tax okay. court case. In the tax court true? case, we're the, pl- we're the plaintiff. Yes, okay, we're now, the plaintiff. Okay, now, so, so from my understanding, if you are the plaintiff, and you are filing some allegation against the Commissioner of Internal Revenue for some whatever, and yeah. you got your case dismissed, with prejudice no 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 what mr g did is when he went to the irs sued him to take his home hold on hold hold on hold on there's two you're you're at there's no wait you're there's two different there's two different actions going here you have to be able to separate the two okay so you can't cross over there okay okay i don't want to Let's go. Let's help me understand. I will. Okay. Okay. Let me explain to you this way. We're now on offense. You go to the tax court. You tell the tax court because if you go and read the Internal Revenue Code, it says in order for them to give you a lien or a levy, they have to do a notice of deficiency and a notice of determination. There's no options. Completely understand that. Yes. Completely understand that. Okay, so what we do is we. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. So, so I, I, I absolutely completely understand that. So if you go, if you, and, and I, I don't know the case, I'm not intimate with it, I thought I, I on the front end that somebody took a case to tax court as a plaintiff against the IRS or whatever. Okay, and, now. Let me. I'll try to explain it to you if you just give me a second. Okay. What you do is you. Okay. Okay. We uh, we file a case against the commissioner. We're the we're the petitioner. The petitioner makes the allegation that he never received the notice of deficiency, or a notice of determination. Both of those have to be done in order for you to get a notice of deficiency. There's no option there. Mm. I can't prove anything because I didn't get it. So okay. when the tax, okay. well, you see, you're cutting it up. Do you want to know what? Okay, let me try to finish this so that I can clear it up. If you don't want to hear right. it, then I won't clear it up. Go ahead. I do. I'm sorry. That's not a problem. Now, when you go and do it the way that I showed you to do it, the 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 tax court then sends your petition to the commissioner. The commissioner then gets their attorneys, and the and the tax court says you had there's an allegation that you didn't send them a notice of deficiency and a notice of determination. The commissioner's attorneys come back and say we looked for it, we can't find it. So we are asking this court to do a dismissal for lack of jurisdiction because we. The commissioner, the IRS, did not give them a notice of deficiency or a notice of determination. Then they give you the code section that it has to be done. It's mandatory. It tells you that in the code section. We didn't give it to you. So then the tax court says, we are going to give the defendant, the, the, the respondent, the, the, uh, a motion to dismiss for lack of jurisdiction because that's what the, the, the commissioner wanted to do. The problem is, and the reason they do it that way, because they don't sign a property. They don't give them to you. They're defective on their face. So rather than coming back and say, no, here we did it, they can't use it. They can't use that to give you a they cannot give you a notice of deficiency and a notice of determination to give you a lien or a levy. They can't use it. So they use a notice of a deficient, they give you a notice of lien. A notice of lien is no good. The problem is the IRS monetizes it as a lien. Now they got a problem. See, where they have the problem is they have used a counterfeit security. They have monetized it. By monetizing it, they're telling you they did everything right. They didn't. Now they're caught. So what they do is they back out and say, we don't have jurisdiction because we didn't do what we were supposed to do. The court grants it. Now that's the, now you have a motion and an order <clears throat> that states they don't have jurisdiction. The IRS doesn't have jurisdiction in your case. That's how it, so that's how it plays out. <clears throat> Then you're able to then you're able to take that ruling and do whatever you want to with it. You can have all your liens rela- released. 
your notices of liens because the notices of liens are done improper. Now, I want to ask you a question. You and I go into the bank. You rob the bank with a hammer, and I rob the bank with a fully automatic uh, sniper rifle. Who goes to jail? Everybody goes to jail. Why? The hammer's not illegal. <laughs> but robbing the bank is. <laughs> exactly. See, they can't do a they can't do a notice of lien unless they give what they have to give you. The problem is they can't use that for a lien. That's where the problem comes in. All right. I I I, I let you tell me what your case is, and here's what my observation is is that when you go to court with anything as a plaintiff and you have a case against somebody else and you have been in your case against this person or whatever has been dismissed with prejudice tells the public at large or res judicata, that there is no case and you cannot do it again. Now, hold on. Okay, now you... again, you see, see what you've just done is you've combined the two. He never said that. The, the tax court never gave us a motion to dismiss with prejudice. That never happened. When, he, when Mr. G, that's right. You, when Mr. G, wait, now, wait a minute. Okay. okay, when Mr. G went to court, he was he was sued by the IRS as the defendant to take his house because he didn't pay his he didn't file his taxes. He took the court order as evidence. Then the judge says, "Well, if they don't have jurisdiction, they can't take his house." That's okay. dismissed with prejudice. Those are two I, different cases. now. Absolutely, because now the defendant. Who, well, I misunderstood this because I thought Mr. G was the plaintiff. No, he was the plaintiff uh, in the tax court. Okay, now, you so, get no, your, let's, okay. No, let's talk about. So, so my scenario is still proper. If Mr. G was the plaintiff in the tax court, and he had a complaint against the Commissioner of Internal Revenue, and his case was dismissed. With prejudice? Nope, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh. Okay. See? It was Apparently not. Because the IRS asked them to dismiss it for lack of jurisdiction because sure. they sure didn't file. Okay, okay. So, sure so he has a... Obviously, you didn't go to the tax court, did you? Well, no, I... I don't 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 do ad hominem attacks against me. I'm just trying to. I'm not doing anything with you. No, don't no, accuse see, me of hold, stop. Hold on, don't hold accuse on. me of anything, bud. You're asking a no, question, I, and I, you're I, you're asking a question, and you're you're crossing two objects. 
And you're trying okay, to let, tell me that me, won't work. Let me clear this up. Let me clear this up, yes. okay? So this call is all about helping people who are going to the U.S. tax court who have liens and levies and the IRS is attacking them. And what we do is we file a petition with the tax court saying, well, they didn't, they're coming after me, but they didn't do it right. They didn't follow their own rules and regulations. And, and so what happens is the IRS comes back and says, well, you're, yeah, you're right. We didn't, so we'd like to dismiss this with prejudice. Or we'd like to dismiss no, this case for don't. lack of jurisdiction. There, that's what they do. That's okay. correct. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So what happens is the judge says, "Yes, you're right. The IRS did not have jurisdiction because they didn't follow their own procedures. This this matter is now over." Okay. So that means that you won. You won. The IRS did not have jurisdiction to come after you. They can't come after you anymore. So then what he, What this Mr. G did, he took his court order, then he went to no. another court where no, he, didn't. he was losing his no, house. No, he didn't. Okay. No, the IRS took him to that court and tried to take his house, and he used the court order as his evidence that he, they couldn't come after him. And with that, he won the case against his house. There. He got to keep That's his house. Correct. Okay, so um, if if you go to my website, youhavetheright.com, you'll click on the Tax Freedom banner ad on the front page. It'll take you to the Tax Freedom page, and you can see the whole process. And that's what we are discussing here. Yeah, I, I, don't ha I didn't have that information okay. before the call. Exactly. That's what Kerry meant when he says, obviously, mm -hmm. you haven't been to the tax court because you're not understanding the context of, of what we're talking about. Right. No. Well, well but, I, but, what I do, but what I do understand in any court is when the plaintiff brings the case against a defendant and his case is dismissed with prejudice, it effectively means that whatever the plaintiff presented is was had no merit, and he lost. Right. But see, again, he didn't go to the tax court and do that. He went to the tax court and told the tax court, I never received A or B. The tax court then contacted the IRS, and the IRS came back and said, yeah, we didn't do A or B. So let's dismiss this case because I made a mistake. They do that. Now, you have a court order that states the IRS did not follow their policies and procedures. <laughs> Therefore, your, your, their case is, your case has been dismissed because the IRS does not have jurisdiction to do what they did. Now, now, With that, that document... Okay. And you state that case is the person that, that is of interest here. Was he the plaintiff or the defendant? Okay. Again, he's neither. He's the petitioner. That's a plaintiff. Okay. I'm gonna, it doesn't say plaintiff. Well, but it is the plaintiff. Well, see, defendant you're trying to... Okay. It's irrelevant, okay? It's irrelevant. Well, no, because, it's completely relevant. All right. All right. You know what? Okay, so, so the gentleman work. calling it, is the one bringing work. the case. Pardon me? The gentleman, Mr. G was the one bringing the case to address your question. Yes, he's the one that started the action. 
and he got dismissed for uh, prejudice. No, he did. You don't listen. No, he didn't. He got he got a, a motion to dismiss because they they did the people he took the case against didn't have jurisdiction. The reason we're in trouble because the IRS comes after you and puts a lien on you. No, they no, don't. They put a notice of they put a notice of lien. I completely okay, understand I, that. I can't help you, guy. I can't help you, guy. Next. No, I'm not in the problem. But I'm, uh, but okay. I'm saying. Well, listen, well, listen. Uh, come in and join our calls. We also have a, a whole bunch of calls in our archives. You go back and okay. listen to them. But right now, we have somebody else that's been waiting patiently for a while. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Six one nine area code. Go ahead. That's Gagan, right? Yep. Go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, I. I did step one and petitioned the court. Um, I got a docket number on the 3rd of December. Um, I received it on the 7th. But then on the 4th, the judge signed a dismissal because I didn't pay the fee. What should I do at this point? Okay. 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 Now, does that say that uh, the court does not have jurisdiction because you didn't pay the fee? Is that what it says? Uh, no, it just said I just didn't pay the fee because the clerk, when I got the notice back for the filing, uh, when I got the docket number, it says it's been sent to the commissioner, uh, here's your docket number, uh, and they gave me a whole bunch of other stuff they wanted me to do, like contact for help and all that other good stuff. Um, That's right. And then it says the petition of the case was filed on November 26th because petitioner has failed to pay the filing fee. It's ordered that the case is dismissed. Okay, now, there are several Supreme Court cases that say you don't, you, 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 you don't have to, um, you don't yes. have to pay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I, did, I did step one and I sent them that notice, and basically they ignored that it was there. I sent it out again, but then I got the notice that they threw it out already. Okay, we're struggling with that because, see, Again, that's not even part of the policy. See, uh, uh, we have a right to the court. See, they want yes. you to. Uh, they want you to fill out. If you fill out a pulpris, they'll take the case. The problem is, you, you're on the administrative side. If the administrative side says you owe two hundred thousand dollars, you pay the the sixty dollar filing fee. The 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 uh, the court's going to say. Well, we can't hear your case until you pay the two hundred thousand. Then come back and and let us. We'll help you with the case. And if you overpaid, fill out a ten forty, and they'll be glad to give you the money back. Okay? <laughs> because right, that's the problem with this. They have two sides. They have an administrative side and they have an enforcement side. What we're trying to do is we're trying to invoke the legal side. See, now that's where the problem comes in. Because on the legal side, the legal side of the court says they have to file, give you a notice of deficiency and a notice of determination before they can do anything. Mm -hmm. That's absolute. That's what the legal side says. The administrative side and the enforcement side don't say either one of those. That's where we have to go into this this way. Now, the Supreme Court says you don't have to pay a filing fee. 
So we're going back and that's what we're doing. Then they're coming back and they're going to say, well, according to these two or three cases says you do have to. Those are appellate court cases. Then we go back and say, but the Supreme Court is a superior court. That's, a, that's an inferior court. It might take you three or four different times, but you will get it if you stay on it. Does that make so, sense? Do I need to, I don't understand what I need to do next then. I obviously sent okay, it again. Th- send it again. That's no, no, that's okay. Do you know what a motion is? Do a motion and go back with the motion. That's where you, the plaintiff versus the, you know, and then go in and say, according to, um, and, and we'll get, uh, I think Tad has them. If he doesn't, I'll get it to him. Has the Supreme Court case, there's two or three of them that says you don't have to pay a filing fee. Go back. They're just going to come back and say, what we're trying to do is we're trying to make them obey the law and do what the law says. They, that's why it's coming apart on them. They don't do anything that has to do with the law. They just do it. Why? Because they're making money. They're taking your money. Well, just like the guy said, if we both rob a bank, one with a hammer and one with an illegal firearm, we both go to jail because the act of robbing the bank, that's illegal. The act of them taking your money without a notice of deficiency and without a notice of determination, they're breaking the law. That's where we have to stop it. Uh, uh, if you take a snowball and drop it on a hill, you can stop it real easy. By the time it rolls to the bottom of the hill, it's going 70 miles an hour, and it's as big as a house. I wouldn't step in front of it. That's how they're getting the momentum. This is cutting their momentum off before it starts. So the okay, IRS so- is dead in, they're dead in the water unless they've done a notice of deficiency and a notice of determination. Now, I'm going to give you this. Write this down. Title 26, 6312, and 6313A. I believe that's right. Is that the petition, no, no fee petition, right? No. No. What that oh, this says, is different. Okay. That, right. That says the IRS can't do anything until they give you the, the, the notice of deficiency is requ- is is um, is recommended, but the notice of deficiency or vice versa is absolutely mandatory. So it's mandatory. If you didn't get one, they you, you, okay. Think about this for a minute. I'm going to borrow your uh, your F-150. You tell me um, you're going to have to put some fuel in it because it's almost empty. I go to the gas station and I put diesel fuel in your gasoline engine. It's not going anywhere. You're going to say, are you really that stupid? It says diesel fuel. It doesn't say gasoline fuel. But, okay, well, I'm losing it now is the motion. Do I file it under the old docket number or just file a whole new thing? You can file it under the old docket number if you want to. And will they reopen the case back up, or what's going to happen? What you should happen? To, you, yes, it sh- you ask them to open it up. You ask them to open it up. If they don't, then go back with another one. I got you. Okay. I'm good. In other words, you. you're asking me a question that I can't answer. And the reason I can't answer it is because I don't know what they're going to do. Oh, I know. I know what they're supposed to do, but it's what... Well, I just want to know what the That's best right. course of action is to do. So, I got I'll go it. Back okay. To them. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No problem.
So we go to 760 area code. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, 760. Yes, we can now. Go ahead. All right, great, great. Um, uh, thank you for uh, your efforts in sharing all this information, by the way. And uh, thank you. I'm a guest. I'm a guest on the call, and I heard uh, uh, previous uh, gentleman that uh, was talking about. And I'm, I'm not very clear. He was saying something about if you're in tax court, you're effectively a plaintiff. And uh, it's okay. my understanding from what you were saying that. Uh, uh, you are actually a defendant. So are these uh, okay. again defendant no, in which court no. and you are a okay. listen, listen, listen. You heard it incorrectly. When you're in the tax court, you're the plaintiff. Petitioner. All you do okay, you're the plaintiff. You make an accusation. Now by making that accusation, if you don't ha you can't prove it because you don't have it. The problem is the IRS has to give it to you. They didn't. If they didn't give it to you, you can't have it. See, this is an offensive move. We're on offense now. Every, you're so used to seeing defensive moves, we're putting in on offense and you don't recognize it. Believe me, the IRS recognizes it. Does that make sense for you? Uh, yeah, I, I hear what you're, and I, I think I understand what you're saying. You also gave some information, but uh, it came through. Uh, I couldn't make any any sense of uh, the the links that you were giving uh, for us to read or look further into. Uh, is that is that something you could spell out clearly so we can uh, follow up on the case where you posted it or whatever? Yes, uh, I'm giving you. I'm giving you the, uh, the, um, uh, the what they're using. Uh, great, this, great. So where your, can I find that information? Hold it. Is this your first time on the call? Yes, this is my first time on the okay. call. And, All right. Uh, so I like what I'm hearing, but uh, I feel okay, encouraged so by what you gentlemen are doing. So I'm going to give you some resources, okay? Because all of this is nothing new. Okay, this is the talk shoe call. You go to talkshoe.com. Uh, you look up call number 46256, and we probably have six months' worth of calls that you can listen to. And you can go to youhavetheright.com, click on the Tax Freedom banner ad, and the whole process is there for free. Uh, wonderful. And the, the documents that, uh, uh, that were filed in the tax court and uh, whatever, are these there as well? Most of them, yes. Carrie, we get a bunch of feedback from you. You shouldn't be. Sounds like you're in a shower or something. There we go. That's better. Okay. I, so, I don't know. I, I didn't, oh, no, I that's didn't fine. That's it. fine. Go ahead. That's fine. Okay. So, yeah, sir, if you go uh, do that, and uh, it might take you a couple of weeks to get through everything, but uh, when you do, you'll be an expert. Um, that sounds great. Uh, so uh, one, one final comment, if I may, unless you have some okay. other people waiting. Okay, great. Um, so uh, 
in in this case, I, I will understand that the IRS basically, from what I could hear thus far, attacked this gentleman by the name of G, right? And wanted yes. to take his house away? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that was in tax court, or that was in what kind of a court? No. It was in United States District Court. And the finding in the United States District Court was? Uh, uh, the, the IRS could not take his house because they didn't have jurisdiction. And they said they can't have it, and they dismissed the case with prejudice. That means they can't come back later either. So, Mr. G, no, is, uh, as far as the IRS is going, uh, it's all done. Now, what we did is we did the same tactic. The IRS sold a man's property eight years ago, and they still haven't gotten it. They can't get it because they said they didn't have jurisdiction. Right. Maybe no. I have a bad connection. But, but what I did not hear, uh, so in the United States District Court dismissed but what happened i thought the tax court dismissed so he made did the united states district court order okay. this gentleman's house taken and then he appealed to the tax no. court okay the, you're not okay. What's that sequence? okay that's okay. all i'm okay okay let me start over if the irs puts a lien on you and you don't pay the lien they will eventually possibly take your home so Mr. G has been fighting this for a long time. He has a lien on his house. He went to the tax court, told the tax court, first of all, how can the IRS put a lien on your property if they didn't do everything proper? They can't put it on there. So we went there, filled out their forms, the tax court forms, stating that they didn't do what they were supposed to do. The IRS came back and said, he's right, we didn't dismiss this case for lack of jurisdiction because we didn't do our job proper with that gotcha. document, I, I understood with, yeah with I, that I understood document. that but I don't okay uh, just, I don't understand where the United let States let me finish I, let me finish let me finish it with that document the IRS sued Mr. G in United States District Court so they could sell his house he presented the tax court's documents. The United States District Court judge said, you can't take it. I rule against you with prejudice because you didn't do your job proper. You didn't give him a notice of deficiency and a notice of determination by your own motion, by your own voice. Good. Now, I think I understand now. So tax court came first, and United States District Court came after, and United States went after Mr. G, but... But when they, when they came after him, okay, the, I, the IRS uh, was going to sell his house. They were going to sell his house for a tax that he didn't owe because they didn't even give him a... They didn't tell him he owed it. The reason gotcha. they so that, he presented the okay. dismissal. So he pres- he showed the dismissal right. from the tax court to the United States District Court. And there he you excused go. that actually I got you. So that's the sequence of events. That's correct. If you go on the United States Tax Court, go to forms, the forms right there. You just fill it out, mail it in. 
All right, so does that, that answer is, your yeah, question? Right. So I, I'm, yeah, I, that did it, answer my question. I was not clear about the sequence of events. I thought that he was brought to court by United States in the United States District Court originally, and then he went to tax court. It didn't make sense. So it's no. the other way around. He went to tax court. Yes. Got the, yes. Right, so his, even though he had a judgment, they were belligerent. But he used right. So he used the dismissal as the reason why he could not find remedy in the United States court because there I said themselves that they don't have jurisdiction. That's correct. They found them all, their own okay. self incompetent. Yes. Gotcha. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Very- Oops. All right. So um, I'm wondering if Mr. G could also bring uh, a motion for sanctions against the attorney doing that yes he can yes he can but but you know, there's only so much you can do at a, at a time we're going to do everything we can to do that so he's also going to go to to another court to get all of his money back get all of his millions and levies back we're working on that also so okay uh, all right there, we've there's got also a process for that now go ahead if there's somebody okay. else three zero one area code go ahead Oh, uh, how you doing, Carrie and Ted? Hello. Hey, how are you? Um, this is John. Um, I uh, had the same problem of a couple callers ago, uh, which is um, my petition was dismissed um, for lack of paying the filing fee. Um, nothing about jurisdiction was mentioned, and uh, it references IRC seven four five one. Correct. Which, right. Um, but I understand what you're saying that, about the Supreme Court. Okay, that's a statute. So you go in there and right. you say to them, under 7345, that's a statute. The Supreme Court will give you the case. The Supreme Court says, I don't have to pay the filing fee. We're making the court do what they have to do. In the past, we just rolled over for them. We're not doing that anymore. We're pushing back. Right. I, I, okay, I'm a dumbass, okay? I don't take no very well. You can't do something. I don't take that very well. So when I started down this path, I just keep pushing back. The court can say anything they want. We have to challenge that because if it's not true, then if they won't do it, then you can appeal. Go to the appellate court and say, well, the... Uh, the uh, uh, in the appellate court, you appeal the fact that they're making you do something. The Supreme Court says you don't have to do. Let this then let the let the uh, 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 appellate court overturn it for you. Then we'll get we'll get you what you want. So whatever you need, there's a court we may have we may have to appeal. See, because they're not doing it properly. If they're not doing it properly. We don't have to do their job. We just have to keep going to them until they do it properly. Now, the IRS, when I did mine, I had it in my hand. I had a notice of deficiency and a notice of determination in my hand. And they said they didn't give me one. And the reason I found out later, the reason for it is they have to do a 23C in order to do a lien or a levy. We don't have a lien or a levy. We have a notice of lien. They're monetizing it. Everything they do is done by fraud. 
And that's what we're calling them on. We're not calling them on, I'm a sentient moral man. I got blood running <laughs> in my veins. I, I'm a grandfather. That, none of that matters. We're calling them on the law. The law says they have to do X, Y, and Z. They're not doing that. So we're calling them on it. Then they say, well, since we didn't do X, Y, and Z, all we need. Then we're able to take that and build. How do you eat an elephant, guys? Do you know how to eat an elephant? <laughs> bite at a time. One bite at a, all right, we're giving you one bite at a time. We're building a case against them because what we're doing now is we're going to another court using the documents that we have, and they're starting to pay us for everything they've ever done. If you have a lien for a million dollars, you can go get the million dollars providing you have the proper uh, paperwork. That's what we're giving you. I'm telling you to go out there and change the tires on your car, and I'll give you a screwdriver and a, and a butter knife. You can't do it. Why? It's the wrong tool. <laughs> right. See? Right. What we're giving you is we're, all right, we're trying to give you the tools to go to what you have to do to get it done. So far, it works. The problem that we're having is um, – why does it work? I don't know. I'm not smart enough to figure it out. But I connect the dots very well. I've connected the dots. If they don't do something and they were supposed to do it, they have no jurisdiction. So here's my question to you. If I don't have jurisdiction, I cannot come to your house and drink your beer. Can I? No. There it is. So when I show up and drink in your beer, you beat me with a baseball bat. Why? Because I don't have jurisdiction to be there. See? That's, right. that's all it's we're not doing. your beer. It's, that's right. It's not <laughs> their money because they, it's not their money because they didn't follow the proper protocol. They put the protocol down. All we're doing is challenging the protocol because the protocol that they're using is threat and coercion. They pick up the phone and call the bank. Now, I'm a contractor. When I do a job, it's usually a lot of money. The job that I had was a $150,000 job. They, I went to the, to the owner of the restaurant and said, I need money up front so I can buy materials. He gave me half. He gave me almost half. He gave me $60,000. I deposited in my account. The bank called me and said, hey, the IRS wants your money. They're going to take the $60,000. I said, do what you want to do. I took my court order to the bank and gave it to the bank. The bank called me 30 minutes later and says, we decided not to give them your money because the downside <laughs> is so great, we don't want to face it. Because, see, I'm not going to sue the bank for, for, for taxes. I'm going to sue the bank for contempt of court. I have a court order that says they don't have jurisdiction, yet they gave them my money. Now there's a right. problem. See, that's all we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're trying to give you one bite at a time. That's all I'm doing. I understand well, I had... what they're doing mm -hmm. and how they're doing it, and I'm just building you a, helping you build a case. I'm giving you tools. I'm not doing nothing. I'm giving you the socket wrench and the impact wrench so you can get the tire out your car because the screwdriver's not working. Yes, and it's much appreciated, Carrie, as well. Um, oh, that's okay. I, uh, I, mean, I, 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 you know, go ahead. No, I just had one thought um, that something that Tad mentioned a couple of calls ago, which was 
and I don't know if this is something or not, if, if there's any way that we can demand, uh, I think judicial review is what the term you came up with, or, or reject an administrative process. Is there any way to do that that anybody knows about? Okay, here's the problem with what you're saying. I'm going to ask you a question. What court has jurisdiction on the IRS? Which one? Uh, I, I believe it is none of them. Right. That's exactly right. So how are you going to get a judicial review when nobody has jurisdiction on them? That's the right. problem. I got you. I got so you. So what we're I doing, we're going to the tax court, telling the tax court, I'm getting bent over a fence, yet they, don't, they, they can't do it. And the IRS right. is saying, we're not going to give you the, what we're doing. We would rather lose you than to expose what we're doing. So that's what they're doing. I understand. What okay. We're doing, okay, we're, we're playing offense. We're running around the end, and they don't see it coming. Now, I got, a right. federal, I got a call from a federal judge. He told me to stop. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I told him, I, I, I said, I'll stop. You got to write me a check. I said, put a one, sign the check, and I'll fill in the zeros. <laughs> he, he says, I don't think that's funny. I said, oh, okay, then I'm not going to stop. <laughs> See? I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a dumbass. I can't help it. I'm stupid. But, you know, I, I'm stupid because, you know, I don't take no for an answer. See? You know, I have a very yeah, weird, I, weird way of I have a very weird way of looking at stuff, and so you know when I go to an IRS meeting, it lasts about ten minutes because they can't get they can they don't understand they can't get hiding their hair of it. They don't understand anything that I'm saying. They're asking me a question, and I answer every question. And the more they ask, the farther away from center I get. <laughs> you're you're gifted, Gary. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. All right. So does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. All right. So we got... Um, Real, did you raise your hand again? I did. I did. Okay. If you can make it quick, please. I will. I just wanted to state it in a sense, I think, maybe stated plainer. The whole issue of um, Mr. G's case and the out-of-order of things is very simple. Case A, uh, Mr. G filed uh, a case in the tax court to get an order. He got the order. Later, the uh, case B, the IRS sued him for his home. In which yes. defendant, he simply presented for evidence that they didn't have jurisdiction. The order he got in the case that's the only way uh, Carrie, you're getting a bunch of noise coming in again. The order from case A is evidence in case B, and that's all there was to it. That's correct. That's correct. All okay, right, so, so that's your question. Problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't your... have a question. I didn't okay. have a question. I just wanted to try to put something in there a long time ago to clear it up for the man that was having so much trouble for two men. Okay. Now. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Bruce. 
Okay, 978 area code. You're next. 978, your phone just unmuted. Go ahead, please. Be sure to unmute your phone as well. Okay, that probably works better, huh? There you go. Can you hear me? Yep, go ahead. Can Okay, <clears throat> Carrie, I filed back in February. The government filed and said they didn't have jurisdiction, the IRS. And today I received an order saying the judge was dismissing the case um, because of the non-payment of the filing fee. And uh, if you recall, my um, tax evasion conviction was 97, 98, 99. And they did not admit they did not have them for those years. They said they were still looking for them. Is everybody hearing me? Yes. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, so maybe this is their new strategy to dismiss the case based on not having you know, a filing fee. Because I did refile for those years, 97, 98, and 99. And the judge dismissed it right away without making the IRS respond. So I got a dismissal on those years for lack of paying the filing fee. Okay, now, on that filing fee, you're going to have to go back, just go back and say, tell them. Uh, do a motion, say, I'm, I'm not an attorney, I don't understand. This, and then we'll give them a Supreme Court case. If Tad has, has them, say, the Supreme Court says I don't have to do it. I'm I'm not an attorney. I need a more I need a clarification. Okay, I can do that, and uh, I will give you a call tomorrow so we can talk about that. Um, the other thing I was wondering, as I listened to this call tonight, why not just go right into the United States District Court and say they have not um, they have not given me any notices of deficiency of notices of determination for these years. Because they don't have jurisdiction. Because the U.S. District Court does not have jurisdiction? Correct. So they will just dismiss it out of hand, and they will want the filing fee the moment you file it. I think the only court that has jurisdiction is the tax court, and even then they don't have jurisdiction because they didn't follow their own rules. Gary, where are you? Gary, I think you hit your mute button, buddy. Maybe we lost him. Are you there? No, I'm no, I'm here. Yeah, he, I was just nooning out because he said there's a. I, I, I'm trying to do a couple of things here. I'm trying to finish up a job, but yes, I'm here. Okay, right, now, my, my question was, why not start in the United States District Court instead of the tax because the United because the United States District Court doesn't have jurisdiction on the IRS. Okay. Will so they dismiss it for happen? lack of jurisdiction then? No, no, no. What they'll do, what they'll do is they'll say you're guilty, go to jail. We'll give you eight to ten years. That's what I'm saying. Because, but because they don't have jurisdiction, they can say anything they want. Think about this for a minute. If your wife wants to get a divorce and goes to the federal district court, and the federal district court gives her a divorce, you have to give her both cars. You're no, you don't have to give her any because you're not divorced. 
See? Why? He signed the order. He gave it to because us. They don't, he signed the order. They don't have, there you go. See? They don't have jurisdiction. That's the problem. That's right. That's what okay. I'm saying. The tax court gives that to you. They have the ability to do that. It's creating okay. a monster for them. So what we're trying to do is we're, we're just trying to give you guys tools. I don't, I'm not an attorney. I'm not giving legal advice. What I'm trying to do is I found something that works. It works often. Yeah. See? My, the problem um, is there's a few little things that are acting up. But what we have to do is we have to go ahead and read, you know, we might have to adjust a few things. I am uh, similarly, similarly situated as Mr. G is or was. And uh, except for there's been no, you know, there's a, there's a case to reduce the judgment, but there is no judgment at this point. So, and I'm also working with the other gentleman that Mr. G worked with. And uh, so I'm looking to have the same results. Yeah, I would only think so. I would think so because they don't have nowhere to go. How are they going to do anything? But, but see, what we're doing is we're not attacking them with, with uh, uh, a patriot. We're attacking them with the law. The law says they can't do something, and they do it. They lose their ability to collect. We're attacking them with their own procedure. That's right, because their own or procedure, lack their lack there or whatever, right? So we're and not the, we're not in, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just we're just applying the wheel different. Correct, and it's certainly nothing that I've ever seen before, and I really like it. It's really simple and easy to understand. Um, right, and so if, I also if you have to go to court. If you have to go to court, you can defend it, because the IRS said they didn't have jurisdiction because they didn't do X, Y, and Z. Correct. X, Y, and Z, they, ha- they have to do it. That's what their own so, procedure says. I don't have the order from the tax court. The order from the tax court is dismissal for nonpayment. I have That's... the brief that the IRS attorney filed, and I have the uh, – I also have a Freedom of Information Act request that I just happened to be going through some papers, and I found that I was asking for a notice of uh, – deficiency and they said they had none i didn't really understand the significance of that at the time i think at the same time i asked for a 23c and what they sent me was a bunch of racks racs an racs report something like that well what they've done is they've done what they've done is they stopped doing the 23c and the reason they stopped doing the 23c because it's an basically it's an affidavit that the irs agent signs saying you owe it then they give it to a judge, and the judge signs it. Then they file it in the county. The problem right. is, all right, the problem is we, we filed several lawsuits against the, the uh, judges. They were taken off the bench. Why? Because they're not verifying it. Now, we asked them, all right, you said here you verified it. Where's the verification? Well, uh, so they, they won't sign a 23C. So the IRS said, well, we got to have the money, so let's do this. So even the notice of deficiency and the notice of determination, that's incorrect. That's not even proper. But yeah, there's no reason to go. Okay, so don't argue that. Argue what they don't have and what they're willing to give up. Right. Hopefully they're willing to give up me. <laughs> yeah. Well, so far, 
every time every, so far we get we get almost we don't get them all but we we're getting almost of them yeah i under i understand that it's some people that i've talked to that have done this um have gotten a response from the tax court that they do have them and uh okay okay now wait a minute now wait a minute I'm going to show you what's happening there, and then I'm going to go back and let you do it. I'm going to give you $20,000. I'm going to send you a check. Would you accept it? Depends on what the strings that were attached no, were. Right, no, no strings. Free and clear. No strings. Is the check signed by you? No, sir. No, sir. The check is not signed. Oh, then no. <laughs> Why not? Because it's not uh, negotiable. See, that's what the, that's what they're doing. A notice of deficiency yeah. and the notice of determination, they're not signed. And if they are signed, they're not signed properly. So they're they're defective. See, so you have a that. defective instrument, and they're coming after you. That's a counterfeit security. We sued the IRS, and the IRS. Uh, we, and we sued them for for counterfeit securities. The counterfeit security is when when they take a notice of lien and they monetize it. They can't monetize yep. it because it has no value. That's what they're doing. That's yeah. The county. Re- the, was, wait, wait, what court did you sue them in? The United States District Court. I could give you. I'll give it to Tad. I know the person. I don't want to give the name out again because I don't want them to be attacked. So if you need to know what it is, uh, uh, we can get that to you, and you can look it up, but it's blocked. You can't see it. You can call it up, but, but it won't let you see it. It'll give you, a, it'll give you a few little things, but it won't let you actually see what all happened, but it will give you a synopsis of it. See? I'm the pretty sure the government – go ahead. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure the government agents monitoring this call uh, know who you're talking I'm sure about. They are. Oh, they know who I'm talking about. They sure do. But see, a, a, all right, what is the counterfeit security worth? Well, it, all right, let's Nothing. back up. Yeah, bull, bullshit. Talk to, uh, talk to Bernie Madoff. He's worth 25 to life. These people are doing some sh- heavy shit now. We're not, it's not just the money now. See, if the IRS agent monetizes a counterfeit security and you get, and you get it to the proper court, they're going to prison for 25 to life because they're using a counterfeit security. That's what Bernie Madoff did. See? This isn't about taxes. It's never about taxes. Once you get your court order, it's about it's about contempt of court. See? See now right, it's no so longer now it's no longer about that stuff. Rico violations. All right, Rico, there you go. It's Rico. It's all the above. That's all good. All right, so does that answer your question? Yes. All right, so we're going to let you go. So thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, Mr. G, I want to thank you very much for being on the call and sharing your story. It was quite inspiring. So that means the rest of us, you know, gives us gives hope to the rest of us. Absolutely. So, thank you. Thank right, you, Mr. Gary. G. <laughs> That's going to do it for tonight. Bye-bye. So thanks, Carrie, and thanks, everybody. Good night. Bye. Good night.